Hey guys, welcome to I Am Comics Podcast, episode 15. I am Josh Casper, and with me is... The Immaculate, the Bizarre Mumbo Jumbo, a.k.a. J.J. Kirby, at your service, what's happening, Mexican Ghost. What up, J.J.? La boo. Que onda? Uh-huh. Well, today, I want to do, it's the all-DC episode. So we're going we're gonna to talk about DC. Is that what we're doing? That's what we're doing. And uh, first, I want to talk about this awesome character that uh, my friend oh, fucking told me. And I showed you. You did. Uh-huh. uh-huh. His name is Snowflame. And he is, <laughs> so far, one of the greatest characters ever created. Uh, his history, real quick, is Snowflame is a drug-powered supervillain who fought the New Guardians in Colombia. Defeating them and almost killing them in their second battle, the New Guardians attacked Snowflame and his followers at the compound and threw him into a chemical shard, which exploded, killing him. So, quick stu- uh, quick thing is, basically, he needs cocaine to get strong. So every time he does cocaine, he gets stronger and stronger. And those are his superpowers. And he's a villain. And he's from Colombia. He's a Colombian villain. <laughs> he looks awesome, dude. He has, like, long white hair, a red freaking shirt. And then his eyes are just... It looks like he just put coke all over his eyes. <laughs> and then his, like, flames are just on his arms for no reason. But that's only when he does cocaine. Of course, I'm sure this was, like, in, done in the 80s, man. So, you know, they don't do it no more. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, wow. Who, who knew? <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. That's pretty awesome. DC, hey, and we always say DC doesn't take chances, right? <laughs> I, no doubt, no doubt. That's when it was uh, just just letting it ride, letting it all hang out, so to speak. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys want to check it out, try to find it. Snowflame. You know. <laughs> so he was a character that showed up in somebody's book back in the day. Yep, the New Guardians. Oh, the New Guardians. Yeah, okay. they fought him in Colombia. Wow. <laughs> well. Um, Right here is, you got two books in your hand. Uh, I'm sure you want to talk about them. Yeah, like I said, I was maybe walking on, I, I had uh, uh, another book I was going to talk about. Um, but no, today I guess, I went to the shelf and you're like, pick something, you want to talk about DC stuff. And I was like, no doubt, alright, whatever, you know, I can talk about She-Hulk. <laughs> I like She-Hulk. <laughs> you know, drawn by John Byrne. We'll, we'll give we'll give She-Hulk a turn, you know, but, you know another uh, episode. Well, nah, like I said, I know we talked about Alex Ross before, and this is uh, a project Alex Ross did with a writer named uh, Steve Darnell. Darnell, yeah. And uh, it's called Uncle Sam. And man, it was fucking amazing. Like, like it was one of those situations where um, it, it's it's Uncle Sam, and you're and you're like, what's you know what's up with this? And it's like he's like a homeless dude. The, co- the cover makes him look like a homeless dude. Right, and right. He, he has his hat and he's right, like, can I get some money? Handing out like a homeless dude. like you know. But it's like, it's a metaphor for uh, our state of affairs. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, America's all broken and like, and everything. And Uncle Sam's all broken. He, yeah. It's, it's a story of this dude trying to figure out him, you know, is he for real? Is what he's seeing is for real? It's like, is, is he is he dreaming or not? Is he, you know, is he the one who can make a difference? You know, you know what's, he's lost his way. Yeah. It's just like, like America, we lost our way. So it's like, um, what was it? It said, uh, clad in star spangled rags, a mysterious man named Sam wanders the streets of an anonymous uh, American city, uh, struggling to remember his true identity and the purpose of his life. But he's plagued by inner voices and a, par- a parade of icons come to life that carry him on a time traveling journey into the dark heart of America, hitting, hinting at his own violent past. Is he Uncle Sam or is he one of us, meaning us? Yeah. So it's just like, uh, it's like he 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 he's broken. He's forgotten his past, and he's he's like you know, you gotta remember like all the fucked up shit he's done as America, all the things that makes him who he is. Yeah. You know, America in order to get better, have to understand and, and embrace who it truly is. Yeah. You know, instead of you know like not not loving uh, all of its parts. Yeah. Wanting to hate and segregate certain parts because it doesn't measure up to a certain ideal you know and it's letting in this book is letting you know like look you know nobody's perfect you know as perfect as uh the forefathers tried to to make it happen yeah. it was bound to you know go astray and be weirded out because that's how history is so you know this is a book letting you know remind you like yeah we need to check ourselves <laughs> you know and it's just yeah, illustrated yeah, yeah. beautifully by yeah. alex ross um 
like I said, I, I you know, Uncle Sam being an iconic character of a uh, you know old, older white dude uh, with the with the beard. Yeah, yeah. I want you, you know, you know, in the poster and everything back in the day, you know, rocking the American flag, yeah, like, yeah, freaking, you know, uh, I, suit. I remember when uh, Alex Ross was putting out these, um, these, these pictures and these posters and everything. It was just like he's such a beast when it comes to like iconic visuals. Yeah, it's like the, the fact that he had Uncle Sam in one of the visuals, like busting out of the American flag, but he's screaming, you know, it's, like, it's just like he's had enough. It's just like, yeah. ah, you know, that's. It's awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Or, or him like Uncle Sam being drenched in American uh, in blood, but it's streaking down the background like American flag stripes. And yeah. Stuff. He's or like like I said, Uncle Sam on the ground and people just walking by like he's homeless. Yeah, you know, for help. Is, yeah. that's the spirit of America. Yeah, he's he got beaten. His, yeah, he, you he know, down. got a fly on him and everything. Yeah. He's just beating down everything. Everybody just going about their business, going to going to work in their business suits, portfolios, and just cell phones. And, you know, what I mean, yeah. you know, it's just. Uh, it, it was one of those situations where his artwork is just—you could tell he he could just paint anything and make it make make it yeah. amazing. You know what I mean? Like he got this slow scene of a of uh, uh, Sam walking down the street, talking to himself, like you know what's going on and everything. And in the background, he has like a a, a prostitute. Yeah. Or, or she's not a prostitute. She's just a, she's a, a woman. You know, just talking off to the side, and she got he got these other dudes coming up the block and everything. But all of a sudden, they snatch her purse. They stab her. They stab her. Yeah, they stab her. She's they stab like, her friend. Yeah, she's bleeding. They stab her friend. They it's like this woman talking to her friend. So then it's like they they walking up the block and it's like they stab her friend, take her purse, and another friend is just like you know like help, call for help. And Uncle Sam's just ignoring and, and, yep, and, and everybody everybody just goes about their business. Yeah. There's a, a a dude. There's a real pimp. Checking, checking one of his holes and everything, ignoring action too. But it's like he he, he paints that much detail in the backgrounds yeah. of his artwork. Like when you read this stuff, you just you just can't like ignore it. Hopefully, yeah. you, you, when you read it again, you pick up on that shit. And this story is one of those stories that's like, like. Well, it's like it as, sad, as sad as this is, though. Uncle Sam, I remember reading him in um, was it Crisis on Infinite Earth? Yeah, like he he was a chipper character. He is. He is. It's like, it's like he, he, he leads he, his own like group, right? Like his own little Justice League. Yeah, yeah. The, the I, Freedom Fighters. Yeah, because like they're all about uh, that war. What the World War Two? Yeah, World War Two. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Where it's just like yeah, they you know that's when they were like doing their uh, activity. Yeah. They were out there fighting a the good fight and everything, and then they brought him back from time to time. And this is one of those situations where they brought him back. Uh, for a story with that Alex Ross twist, with the Alex <laughs> Ross twist, you know what I mean? Because yeah. Alex Ross, like, we're gonna we're gonna use it as a metaphor for what's going on in reality. Like, he got his some some, some homeless black dude steals his shoes, <laughs> you know? It's, it's just he a, got kicked in the face, kicked in the face, and everything. He's like, <laughs> and like, what's up? You taking my shit? You know? Yeah. And he's walking around like barefoot, and then anybody giving a fuck? Everybody just like looking at him, and, and all the while he's flashing back to different scenes in in American history, like when Kennedy got shot, you know? Yeah. You know, and then like he wakes up from those little fever dreams and everything on the ground. Yeah, this is this cool. He sees the "I want you," but it's Smokey the Bear. Yeah, and he's like remembering that that used to be him. Yeah, Smokey took his job. Damn it! Oh Lord, you know. But like I said, it's one of those surreal situations that when you read it, you definitely get a sense of like, like American history, and then gets you overlay with like modern times, like where where we're at and where we're going. Yeah, and then it's like you know where we've been. And the thing, you know, like, you know, like when he's going and he finds his way to like a, an old school pawn shop and he comes across all this old school memorabilia yeah. and he's like, he comes across the Native American statue and he remembers when like the Native Americans were, you know, getting forced off their land and how, and how it was a fucked up situation. Yeah. But this is a part of America, you know, they get, they get, they get forced off and everything and we keep on going. Even, it's just like, even, even how black people play their part in American history, like we let Get this little lawn jockey like Sambo looking yeah. toy in the in the store, and he's just peeping it out, and it, 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 all these things come to life to him and remind him of his of American history, of slavery, all this other shit, and he has to remember this, you know, to be American. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, lynching and everything, how fucked up it was in in uh, the World War One, how how fucked it was in World War Two, just you know, just people dying for no reason. But it's illustrated in a way that it's just like it's teaching your ass something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. And like Alex Ross is just like. He puts that emotion into like every panel. So you feel it. And that's like the thing about Alex Ross. Yeah. That's why like it it works with Uncle Sam. 
Yeah. You, you feel the pain of the man. He can he can bring a fictional character to life. Yeah. And make you believe like yo. Make I, you feel for it. He make you feel for him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even this shot of like when he's a. He has a shot of as like him as a giant with like. B fifty two planes flying underneath and everything. Yeah. You know, like like grand like we're going to war and we're gonna win this shit. So like, you know That's an awesome picture. That's badass. It is. Have yeah. that as a poster, that would be nice. Ooh, right. Uh, everything every every panel is like a poster for my like it just Right. Alex Ross. Uncle Sam. You know, even even uh he comes across he he goes his way into like a, a rally for a what is it, some a Democrat Republican, a presidential candidate or whatever. When they have like this uh, Uncle Sam lookalike in there on in some stilts, oh, and he tackles his ass down. And he tackles him down, like yeah. oh, you know, because he, he's hallucinating. Like you know, you're not the real Uncle Sam. I'm yeah. the real Uncle Sam. This and that, and dude's fucking with him. Like you know, see how far we've come, and you know, this is all fucked up. You know, yeah. we should leave now. This and that. You know, you know, leave it to me. And, he, and then they throw him. They throw him out, and just it just it just it just takes you through. Uncle Sam just going like 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 on a fucked up day. Yeah, it's just a journey, you know. It's, just, it's a fucked up it's, journey. Uh, it reminds me of uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Boondocks. Of course, I love film. the Boondocks. The episode where the uh, Martin Luther King comes back. That shit is dope. Like he was frozen and then he comes back and he's like at this age, oh, like yes. in this day and age, oh, yes. and he's like yes. he hates it. He's he, like, I did he, all this for nothing. He did, yo, dude, right? He yeah, did, that, yo. that's pretty much like how the Uncle Sam is, you know. Like it was, they were able to tell that, make you feel that. Yes, I'm like, even it's like even Uncle Sam trying to remember himself, remember yeah. where he comes from, comes across uh, the spirit of Britannia, uh, who was like the, the original um, spirit was the of British. America. Yeah, the yeah. colonial yeah. Uh, icon. So, I don't know. The crazy thing is, it was it was made by Vertigo. Mm-hmm. So it was, you know, it was a little darker side of DC, right? Right, and that's exactly what it is. When you say I don't do all DC uh, <laughs> episode, I was like, maybe I can get away with Vertigo. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. know, it still fits. Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam is still a, a relevant character. Yeah. He's one of my favorite characters actually in the DC universe. Really? I remember when I first saw him in the comic book, I was like, it was just a striking visual. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was a big, this big, big tall, lean. I red, white, and blue. You know, older dude, just like you know, out there bucking it up with everybody. <laughs> I was just like, that's kind of dope. You know, what yeah. I mean, amongst all these like you know, uh, cape wearing. You do, know, do you see that outside. as like um, could that ever become a show, or Uncle or Sam? maybe a movie? Yeah, with DC, you know, do you think they could do ever that? Do this as a movie, Uncle Sam as a movie. You know what? Or a show, like maybe a show, but I don't know. I don't know if they can get away with doing a show of it. Uh, probably. Yeah. If they did it like um like 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 they do over in the UK, yeah, where it's just like it's like it's a it's one season's like six episodes, yeah, yeah like six a, episodes like two hours, well miniseries, you know, yeah. or something like that. But like yeah, the, the, the way though like it would make money is you'd have to when you're selling it, you just say, you say it's Uncle Sam, but it's Uncle Sam in the DC universe. Well, it's, it's, even then, even because then. because you know like you're still gonna include like Superman, you still can include all these no, other people. No, 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 no. But no. this is well, like because it, it's a it different. Is, well, hold on. What it is is you don't. Show, it's not about. It brings anything to do with Superman, yeah. DC, anything like that. What makes this dope is that you show um, American history. Well, if you're with, doing, with, if you're doing with, that story, then yeah. Yeah, well, like I'm saying, if you're going to do this in a TV show or a yeah. series, whatever you do, it's, it's a matter of doing uh, American I'm, I'm history. I'm saying like the character himself. I know. If you just do Ameri- hold on, hold on. American history, yeah. right, would be the thing, how you pitch it. It's American history told uh, from the perspective of Uncle Sam, who is a DC character, an iconic character of American Iconic character and it's like you show um, all the if you get to show these visuals and be like he's falling down and he's remembering who he is and he's getting back up as he he travels the landscape of America and has to embrace all of his American history to get to know who he is now in order to go into the future you know and so you show these icons where like him being all big and like facing like his his nemesis which is like a Greedy Uncle Sam, yeah, and it's like it's like a visual, like a, he's sitting on a mountain of like TV screens, and like smoking a cigar made of money, and like he's blowing clouds of smoke at Uncle Sam, and it's like he got his feet kicked up on the White House, and it's like you know if you show like a clip of like giant Uncle Sam, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, about yeah, the face off, cool, yeah. but to be like, what the fuck is this yeah. shit? Godzilla style, you know, Godzilla yeah, style, Uncle Sam's like Dark Uncle Sam yeah, is like putting awesome. his cash. He's putting out his fucking cigar, uh, dollar bill, you know, cigar yeah. out on the White House. And he's blowing smoke out of his nose like a bull. 
you know, before he stands up and makes fun of, you know, the original Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam's like, give me back my hat. You know, give me back my, you know, my steeds. You know, give me back my shit. The bizarro Uncle Sam. You know what I mean? And they, start, and they start scrapping or whatever, and they start talking. Yeah. And it's like, and it's a metaphor for, like, you know, the heart of America as for, like, you know, what America thinks it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, what America's become. We need to get back to our true selves and our heart of ourselves. Like, there's homeless. There's all kind of, like, just all kind of fucked up shit going on. And, it can, yeah. and we don't have to have it like this. We're being manipulated, and it's like we, you know, we need to, we need to do the knowledge, and you know, put the brakes on things, and get back to self. Yeah. And this story is about that. And it's like, like at the end, it's just like I don't know if I should spoil it, but I'm gonna say it. Like, you know, Uncle Sam wins out because he has to. He has to. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, Uncle Sam is America. So at the end, it's like America went through all this crap. Yeah. At the end of it, it got out of it. It's, yeah, it's a good story. It's illustrated very well, and it's Alex Ross. You yeah, know, like, yeah, like I said, it's you're gonna you're gonna get something great when it's Alex Ross. So it, like, you guys just pick it up. It's I didn't know it was out until JJ showed it to me. You know, I'm glad he showed it to me now. It's, it's, it's freaking got, it's awesome. On your radar. Like yeah. you said, it's like in the back of the book, he push, he gives you uh, they give you a history lesson on the Uncle Sam himself. Yeah, like, you know, quick like, lesson. Kind of where yeah. he comes from and stuff. How the visuals? Uh, yeah, they even have the "I want you" poster. They have all those. Yeah, where they come from. Uh, I've read this and I forgot all the details. Um, but like I said, it taught me so much, and like I, I pulled it out because I want to read it again. Yeah, you know, like I look at this right here. Yeah, the picture of Uncle Sam uh, with, with like a core shadow on his face, but in the shadow you see people in America. You see that shit? Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Damn, that's crazy. Ooh. Fucking Alex Ross. He's a bad <laughs> mama jamma. I'm like, and, and the thing is this, you know that's not Photoshop. Yeah, he painted all, that. That's all him. That's he. That's that's all him. That's yeah, the canvas. Yeah. The detailing on that, the the, the, the way he got the, the people looking, just so he's a beast. Well, what's the the next one you have right here? Uh, I, I keep looking at it because it's like popping, and I want to know what it is. Ah, uh, see, this is one of the ones I want. You I know to you told me to read it. Well, like, to check it out. And yeah. This, now this now one, that I see it, yeah. This right here is top 10, right? Yeah. Um, Multi Eisner award winning book uh, written by Alan Moore, drawn by Gene Ha, and uh, I think Ink Buck Xander Cannon. And like, not Ink Buck, but what did, he, what did he do on this? He did he, something. No, I, I, no, no, no. Like, I, I was like, no, 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 no. He did something. I don't know if he, letters? Maybe lettering? His name is on the book. What did he do? I know he draws. I know he writes. I know that... That's uh, the thing with comics. is Sometimes it just shows the name, but it doesn't tell you what they did. No. No, no. Layout artist? Ah, okay. There it is. So written by Alan Moore. Finishing art by Gene Ha. And then layout artist is uh, Xander Cannon. Colored by Wildstorm Effects. Which is uh, Wildstorm. Yeah. But... I never knew. I never thought I'd ever put two and two together with covers by <laughs> Alex Ross. Yeah. So when the book came out, it was like you know, this is nice. It like it was like one of those Wildstorm, um, one of them Wildstorm books, which was producing produced by no no, ABC, which is America Best Comics, produced by Wildstorm, yeah. which was bought both way uh, oh. after the fact by DC. Yeah. So I'm still trying to get you some DC. You know, <laughs> around it's, it's about all way. it's all DC, but this is like the cousins of DC. This is before, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Before, so like I said, when this book came out back in the day, man, this shit was dope. Um, I wasn't, I didn't pick it up at the time because I was one of those sophisticated motherfuckers who was like, I want some, you know, I want a uh, Wildcats, Jim Lee doing it, yeah, you know, yeah. I want, I want uh, Jim Thirteen because J, J. Scott Campbell doing it or whatever, or Backlash because Brad Booth is doing it, yeah. Um, but then even then, like, but then it's like you know l- later, you know. Uh, like I said, when this book came out, after the, after that fact, I was still like, eh, you know, Gene Ha, he's dope. But I wasn't really knowing about the characters. And then I picked it up one day. Blew my mind. <laughs> it's a situation where it's called Top Ten, right? Yeah. And um, what it is, they're the, police, they're the police precinct in a world that where everybody has superpowers. Yeah. So imagine that. You're in a world where everybody has superpowers. Who polices the everybody? You know, who, who's... Who polices the guy? The yeah. Supers, yeah. Yeah, super people. This is this this is the this is the book about that. But show. are they superheroes as well? Yeah, everybody. So is it's a, superhero police. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, everybody in this world is like has superpowers and like kind of yeah, superheroes. Yeah, yeah. They have a theme. They have capes. They have like symbols and shit. And everybody has it. That's just what, that's how they do it. And so uh, 
this is the police force that polices them. Yeah. And it's today is the first day of this girl uh, named, I forgot her name, Toy Box or something like that. Yeah, she is a fucking toy box right yeah. there in her hand. And what it is, like, I think her, her, her powers is that she has a toy box that, uh, and it's not necessarily powers everybody has. Yeah. Uh, but she has a toy box with little robots in them that do what she say. So that these little, like, makeshift robot toys will pop out. Okay. And it, it will do whatever the fuck she, she wants them to do. She just always takes a box around her. Yeah, yeah. She got. She just got to carry the box. The guy, the guy training her is like some big old freaking. I forget his name is. What is, uh, it? What is it? He he's like a obsidian black, uh, skin, giant dude with white hair. Yeah, uh, and white with a white handprint on his, on his chest. Very dope. Uh, forgot his name. I'm gonna see if I can see it in here, but um. Yeah, it's like he's he's one of that you know he's one of the, I don't need a partner type characters. Yeah, and then she comes in and like I'm your new partner type. What of story. is this bullshit? You know, and she's being drove into she's being uh she hops a train and she pops a, a taxi. It's like a race car that's being driven by a, a blind uh, driver who uses the the his third eye to drive to see. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know I mean. So she's like, how the fuck do you see? He's like, I use, like, it's, it's kind of like the force, yeah. you know, type situation. But he gets her there to work and everything. And Gene, Gene Ha's art style, I must admit, is, like, considered, like, like a, a version of realism. Yeah. You know what I mean? The level of detail that it, he puts it up is, in it's, here. It's almost the same as a Preacher. Yeah. Like, it's, like, it's, you, 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 can, you can see that style. Uh-huh. And like the same thing with the Transmetropolitan. Yeah, it's, it's and, like uh, they, why the last man? Like certain, they all it's a have. It's the same style. Yeah. They try to capture a moment. They're more about capturing a moment of conversation as opposed to a moment of like They're, flying and looking dynamic and underwear. Yeah, and like it, it, it's cool though because they always make everything look like that cool dystopian future. Mm-hmm. And like right here, like they're talking to a dog. It's like a man dog. Oh, he's, he's in a suit. Yeah, uh, you know. And then yeah. there's like a, a dude who's like a bull. What is that? A bull? It's yeah. He's like a bull dude and a, a minotaur looking dude in a t-shirt. With a, yeah. And he's he's drunk. He's getting he's getting thrown into the uh, into the drunk tank. So like they gotta they gotta deal with that type of shit. You know. I really want to read this now. Dude, this like, is like just so, by looking at a couple pages, is, like this is. So up your damn alley. Yeah, this is up my alley. Like, this is fucking awesome. Were the art, it? everything. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's Alan Moore. You know, you're not going to go wrong. Oh, my God, no. Like, the character development, the, the intricacies between the characters, the personalities that they have. Yeah. They're very unique, and they hit you off from the gate. Like, you know, bam, this is who this character is. You're going to feel him. And then, then you're like, well, what else can he do? Yeah. So you're already hooked, you know? That's like uh, the, the the chief of police or the the, the leader leader of the, uh, the squad or whatever is the, if the, if the oh it's the, the dog the Doberman dude <laughs> you know what I mean and it's like he's an intelligent dude like he's a, he's a dog yeah but he's like intelligent he's like yeah what's up you know he's walking in wearing a bomber jacket and shit like hey what's happening he's buddy? just like undercover you know what I mean an, an undercover dog I guess <laughs> he's like shit so like he pairs up everybody with everybody yeah. and then like you know homegirl goes out on her first day and like they driving through the hood. Yeah. It's all the kids got capes and all you know, like you know, symbols on their t-shirts. Like everybody's universe. So is it everybody in that world has superpowers, or yeah. are there still people who are just human? Or did everybody I wanna evolve? Say, I want to like say, I want to say, like for the most, everybody has powers. Yeah, um, everybody or some in the, type of in specialty the story or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah. They, they either have powers or type of some type of specialty. Okay. Some type of outfit, some type of something that makes them super. Is, is this in the? Well, yeah, it's in the future, right? Because I mean, it's, it's it's in a. It's like it's not. It, it has that awesome like eighties. It, it's like right, it's like it's style, own, it's but the own, future, right, right. like it's its own universe. It's yeah, like, it's like it has the future, but it's also like you know present day, but with you, the past. That's and that to me is is, is, is like what what DC capture so perfectly is they can capture that yeah they can. like that style where it's like it's trapped in the 80s but in the future but it, it's also like, but, but, but it's, I, it's but weird I, to explain but i will say you got to give props what props is due this was Wildstorm. oh yeah, yeah this was yeah. alan moore this was scott dumbeer having a, you know the foresight to be like i'm gonna put alan moore loose in the Wildstorm universe do whatever he wants he's like yeah. well i'm gonna do my own fucking thing in, the, in this universe and it's gonna be called the, you know america's best comics and like i said this is like some America's best comics right here. Like yeah, with, with Alan Moore, who is not an American. You know what I mean? And that's the funny of it. It's like he's not American, but he's just America's best comic. He's yeah. like, the superhero genre, he takes it, puts it on his ear. He's like, yeah, you want superheroes? I'm going to give you a whole world full of dimension, full yeah. of full, full of uh, character, full of, full of uh, superheroes. And like, how will I spin it? It's a precinct they have to deal with. It. And there's a, there's a murder mystery going on. Somebody's yeah. killing uh, people. 
and everybody's just like, you know, like, there's no, there's even no trace. It's like, what's up? And in a world where everybody has powers, how do you track it's that kinda, down? Kind of hard, yeah. It's hella hard to track that shit down, and it's like they have to deal with it. It's like here's this character, um, I forgot her name. Damn, I forgot. I forgot everybody's name. She she's wearing like the, the her pow, her clap. outfit. What it is is her outfit is um. She can she she's a really good fighter. Yeah. And her and and her skin can like change color, yeah. change but it's like it's like with graphics or whatever. So I guess it's like, you know, start like uh squares and circles and like, you know, words depending on her mood or depending on like, you know, what she's uh going through will reflect oh, in, the, in okay. like her, her skin. Yeah. So like over here she has like, you know, circles and squares and words going up, you know, D with it, uh D N E or whatever, you know, some lettering going on. Then it flips over here and it's get all like pow, pop, snap, you know, it's all crazy. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's you know what I mean? So it's just like it's 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 fucked up. Like it's, it's like so she's walking around naked essentially. Yeah, but, she, but, but she's never like completely nude because she's always covered in she's something. She's covered in those lettering and yeah. shit. And one of the fucked up funny things, not to give it away, but I'm going to give it away, is that later <laughs> on you find out that the dog is colorblind. Oh, so he saw her naked the He's whole time? He's always seen it. <laughs> 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 and so, it's stuff like that that Alan Moore okay. puts in the book that's, that's just awesome. like, yeah. like, like, what the fuck? That yeah. shit is crazy. Like, like, yeah, you wouldn't expect that shit, you know? Like, it's just, it's just dope. This yeah, is like that, really that, dope reading. It's all. It's fun. Is it only one? Um, one trade? One, yeah. No, no, no. I want to say they have a one, two, two trades, and then they have um, a spinoff where Xander Cannon, I want to say, wrote it and drew it. Okay. You know, he's the one who did the layouts. I met my dude, big up Xander. He's he's cool as hell. Um, did it end though? Like the story had a beginning, middle, and an end, or did it like just? Like did the Alan they, was Alan they, more they, able they, to the finish way, the, the whole way, story? The, well, the way they the way they tell it, the way he tells it, is the situation is like um, they're murder mysteries, and it's like they let you know that there's this world. So, um, but they do the one big mystery kind of. Well, right? no, well, yeah, well, it's like the first one has the mystery. They set it all up and, and run their course and everything, which yeah. is which is what this is. And you get a you know trade number one. Yeah, you get beginning, middle, and end of this situation. It doesn't leave you hanging on a cliffhanger, but it leaves you like I want another story. No, I mean like in general, like how many issues. Um, was it like a total of 20, 30, maybe 50 issues? Did Alan Moore do the whole run? Alan Moore did the whole run, yeah. except for the uh, the, with the, the spinoff, spin yeah. uh, which was uh, Xander Cannon, who yeah. still still feeling and was dope too. That shit was dope. It was and that that story was the backstory on a uh, toy box's partner, the big dude with the with the handprint yeah. on his chest. Is his origin story. And it was oh. dope. It was dope. It was dope. So like, I, yeah, because I, I was, cause I was they wondering if they made boxes, more. Like, so I can pull them out. But um, I want to say the first one was uh, the first trade is definitely the first setup of the mystery. Was going yeah, on beginning, yeah. middle, and end. Complete story. He don't leave you hanging. You just want another story. You just yeah. want another like what's another uh, what's another episode. Yeah. Then the second one, I want to say they definitely have a beginning, middle, and end to it too. But they leave you in, in the end with. Uh, more history on the captain yeah. of the whole precinct, which gives you more history on the setup of, of the top 10 precinct itself. You know what I mean? And, and which leaves you also with a little bit more history on the world. So it leaves okay. you, so like he, he wraps it up with more knowledge yeah. to the universe, but he ends it. So you still feel fulfilled. You're just sad to see, uh, you know, uh, you know, like, oh, I want more of this shit. I want more of America's Best Comics. I'm always sad when, like, uh, you know, Alan Moore is not, you know, finished with the comic. I know. Or, like, I whenever know, somebody know, you love, like, yeah. like, when they're, you know, when they take you on that roller coaster, you're like, yeah, let's go. And then when it's done, you're like, ah, oh, dude, I'm sad. Like, what the hell? Yeah, no. But it, you understand, you know, they got to make new stories, or the stories just end naturally. So, mm -hmm. you know, it just wraps it up. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's unless you get, like, those stories that just last forever, which, you know, then they just change. No, well, you know what? Like I said, these. He paints a world, beautiful. He paints a world, gives you a story, completes the picture. Yeah. And just, just he's just so good. He want you want more. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like you just want more, whatever. That's like when he wrote Watchmen. You just want more. Yeah. You know, you just want more of whatever he's giving you. Well, he's it's just like, like, nah, I got to give you this yeah. and be done with it. I got more stories to tell you. You know, I love the fact that he, he has he, in this in top ten since there's so much you can do. He gives you his version of a, uh, you know, classic characters and artwork and stuff too, yeah. like you know, Gene Ha. Like your version of Thor or Thor's mama or Odin or whatever the fuck. And even here, there's characters in this shot alone yeah. that if you're not knowing, 
you you'll miss him. Like um, what is it? That guy look like Banshee. That's Banshee, but he's like a, a real leprechaun looking dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like over here, if you're not knowing, that's a homegirl from Battle Chasers with the big chest. Um, is that um, Monica Red Monica? And then there's a homegirl from Gen Thirteen. Yeah. Um, uh, Caitlin Fairchild, but it's like they colored them differently, so you wouldn't know it. Is that supposed to be the fire dude from the X Men? I forget his name. Nah, that's just some Asian chick with, a, with an M on her back. Cause it, cause because of the mask, it kind of looks I know. like. I know you think you're thinking of Sunfire. Yeah, it yeah. kind of looks like him. Right, but nah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but uh, let's see. These are dudes from uh, uh, Excalibur. Yeah. Uh, Alan Moore's other um, when he did Captain Britain. For a while, it's like he's a character from there. Hot Rod, Fink, or whatever. Right? Big, uh, you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's badass. Yeah. So, like, in this book, he... he, he yeah, you gotta really, like, you just pay attention to the details. He, he's one of those characters, one of those one of those character-driven artists. He's just like, look, I want to draw everything yeah. in the book. I want to draw everything that goes into the story and then add some stuff on the, on the behind the scene to make it, you know, just cool. And it was like laid out by Xander Cannon. So I'm sitting there looking like I would have never. Gene Ha goes so complete over these layouts. Because yeah. Xander Cannon is more of a cartoony artist. Yeah. More of a, um, you know, I never really seen, got to see his, uh, his uh, realistic stuff, I guess. But it's like he's more of a cartoony uh, type art graphic artist. And then it's like Gene Ha is like a very detailed, realistic type of uh, proportioned artist. And like over. Over the those yeah, two together, it was just a good combo. It's just a great combo. Like you yeah. never see it coming. Like I said, I, I, I always remember seeing Xander Cannon's name on the book. You thinking he just did it all? I just didn't think what he did to it. I, yeah. I, just, I thought like you know, I, I, just, I just didn't think about it. Yeah. Gene Ha's artwork is just so like, like you just like there's a story in here where one of the uh, the cops' uh, mother's apartment is like overran by uh, rodents. And she's been telling him, like, yo, I need you to come, like, get these mice out of my crib. You know, he's like, all right, Ma, I'll give, give you a cat. You know, take care of that and everything, whatever. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's a super cat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because everything in the world is super. So it's like, you know, like, oh, shit. And it's like, the cat gets his ass whooped or whatever. And she's like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know, I was like, he's like, I gave you the Wait, cat. Like, the cat get his ass whooped. Were they super rats? It, well, when, she, when he finally comes over to see what's up, you find out that they are super mice. Yeah, they are, like, floating and shit with capes and, like, iron-ons on chest and shit, masks. And then he's just like, oh yeah, shit, we got a super, problem. He's realizing, you know. So this book is written in a way where it's super funny, yeah. super over the top funny, um, but realistic. Yeah. Where it's like it hits home and it has topics in here that are like real believable. Yeah. You know, they hit you right. You, you can do those dark stories, but you can also throw the little comedy, the lighthearted in there, you which can, is like the thing with the rats. You know, yes. the super rats. It's like they have one of the episodes where Santa Claus uh, is come, it lands on the top of the uh, precinct building and uh, one of the cops comes out there, step away from the vehicle. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> it's like they do the story where like, yeah, Santa shows up in this world. He actually does exist. You know? Well, fucking, um, going from like one Alan Moore to another, which uh, was Swamp Thing, did you ever read that one? I didn't read Swamp's Thing. I'm, I'm familiar with it. I remember seeing the cartoon. I remember seeing the movie. Yeah. I, I do love the character, but I never read the book. I know that um, Alan Moore, uh, when he wrote the book, <clears throat> it was revolutionary. He was changed. I think he did things in there that, that were like, he took the character to a whole other level, yeah. like making it an earth spirit instead of just a big swamp creature that was made yeah. by chemicals. He's like, nah, this is, a, it's a, this is an earth elemental and like you know, he reflects the planet's you know well-being. Yeah. So like you know, which which elevating to a whole another level, you know. And it's like, damn son, you got foresight to to making like that. Yeah, I, I fucks with you. It was that was a nice like I liked it. It wasn't bad. Did you ever read it? I only read some of it because I on Comicsology. What, what did you pick up from it? I was. Dude, well, because like I didn't really know about the Swamp Thing. I mean, I did remember seeing the movie. What was it in the eighties? Oh yeah, <laughs> with Heather Locklear. It, it was then, dope, son. That shit was dope. I, well, I remember, you know, I was a kid, so I was like, that of was course. awesome. It was just and like, then exactly. that's how it again when I was older. I was like, okay, this is kind of boring. It's like Punisher with a dog. With Dolph the same, yeah, I thought uh, it was awesome when I was a kid, but then when I saw it again, I was like, okay, it sucks. Yes, it's, they didn't even have the iron on it. I chest. will say though, I don't care. Fucking Masters of the Universe, him as He Man, I will watch over and over, and it's corny as hell, but I, I know, love it. I know, you just want Oracle. You're like, I want Oracle. I don't want this other little yeah. creature. But he was actually a real creature that was existed, or a character that existed in uh, the, the He-Man lore. Yeah. And they, they, I thought they made him up for the, uh, for the, the movie. movie. Yeah. No, he was, he was really in one of the characters. That he was just a th- he was just like really deep. 
Like in the I, door. Skeletor was he looked badass, dude. Like in that movie, he I liked the way he. No, looked. yeah, the face like, makeup was yeah, dope. Yeah, that that shit was just awesome. It's, it's, you, it's just you didn't you just didn't get what you want. I wanted the damn toys. Yeah, yeah. On the screen, you, you never get that. You never get that. <laughs> but another character that I wanted to talk about was uh, Mr. Hellblazer himself, John Constantine. Okay. Like I, I liked him. He's fucking chain smoking, fucking demon chasing man. You know, he was in like the uh, Vertigo or no Dark Horse, right? Or was it Vertigo? He was more the he was more the darker side of DC Vertigo. as well. Vertigo. Yeah. Vertigo's darker side of magic, uh, and spirituality, and all the other stuff. And him, he's also a de- like a detective of sorts. He's, he's a, a supernatural spirit, detective. Spirit detective. Yeah, yeah. He like he goes in between. You know, he makes sure that the demons ain't wilding the fuck out. Yeah. And he helps humans who 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 get who run afoul or runs across some some dumb shit. And then like the cool thing is he's part of a Justice League, but it's like the Dark Justice League. So like Swamp Thing is in there, and then he has um what, what is, is Enchantress, it? Enchantress, Swamp Thing. Black I think Oregon, Zatanna. Zatanna. Yeah, like it's uh, Etrigan, the demon, and then was it dead? Not dead man, right? Dead man, I think is in it too. Yeah, like that's pretty cool that like you you have those characters like you have Constantine and you can throw them in the darker guys, but then sense. you can also like uh, team them up with the Justice League. They're all well. It's like they're all a part of the league of some sort. Once yeah. they did the thing with like you know you know what guys, the league needs to be you know all inclusive, yeah. which is a brilliant idea. Why the fuck not? You know. Yeah. And then they're like, all right, we need to make sure that everybody is accounted for. But then again, it's official and unofficial. Not everybody can say, we're a league, you know. I mean, yeah. it's, just, it's, it's like, if you got to handle a certain branch of things, which I understand. Which is like the Justice League Dark, they handle, or Constantine and all them, handle yeah. like magic shit. Because Superman can't handle that shit. No, yeah, he can't. You know, Batman can't handle that shit, really. You know, they got other, other problems. But the, the cool thing is, I always like the stories where you introduce the supernatural to Batman. Or Superman, no, or any I of those guys. It. Like, like no, that was the cool part, because then you needed those guys. You know, like that's that. why comics were cool, because you can do that. Yeah. But you have to have like, like that's like that's like I was watching um, what the Doctor Strange and the Hulk cartoon that yeah. just came out, and I was like, man, all right, you know, cool, you know, and they have him fight Nightmare. Yeah, Nightmare, yeah, yeah. Nightmare is a Marvel, you know, demon in the, in the Nightmare universe, and he's a Doctor Strange villain, and um. I was like, you know what? In the nightmare realm, nightmare it is works. like all all powerful. Yeah. So there's a reason for him to give um, Doctor Strange, who's supposed supposedly the Sorcerer Supreme, yeah. a run for his money. So in the dream world, nightmare is kicking his ass. Right. Well, it's the same thing with Constantine. Is he needs when when he goes into those spirit worlds or hell. You know, it's he can handle it himself, but it's always cool if he got fucking backup. It's always better when no, you got well, backup. Well, you know? what I was getting at was Nightmare is or in in that realm, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. So it's like you know, and it's like Doctor Strange would be you know apt to be able to do something with it, and then the real world. Doctor Strange is the Sorcerer Supreme, so he should be able to whoop Nightmare's ass. Yeah. So that's what kind of happened. Nightmare came to the real world thing. He's about to like, I'm about to get crazy with it. Yeah. And then Doctor Strange is like, Nah, son. In the real world, I'm fucking whooping ass. And he fucking like was uh, able to capture him and and, and sequester him away. Yeah. You know, uh, and defeat him. So I was like, It's like you need characters that can you know that that can reign supreme in that element. So like in the DC magic realm. You have uh, Constantine, Swamp Thing, and the whole Justice League Dark group. They should reign supreme in that area. Yeah. You know, you have the Justice League who's like, you know what? We're, we're in the satellite. We're lording over the whole planet. <laughs> right. And we're trying to fucking like reign justice down to make sure nobody's fucking out of shape and we good in the hood from out here. So, so they, they should be able yeah. to like, you know, be the pimpingest thing on the planet, but not for magic. Yeah. So Dark, you know, so Justice League Dark, yes, makes sense. Bam. You know, that's like, um, who was it? When they had a uh, Justice League International. Yeah. They're like, we in Europe. Who, who's holding it down over here? <laughs> you so know like, what I mean? That was like also Batman, right? Like how he did Batman, Batman Incorporated. Batman with it and everything drawn by uh, what, the Kevin Maguire. It was Grant Morrison. Written by Grant Morrison. Uh, what, the written by Grant Yeah, Grant, yeah. Batman, Batman Incorporated. Grant, drawn by yeah. Kevin Maguire. With Batman in he it. He goes all over the world and just gets well, superheroes from, well, from yeah, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's like they, they introduced, like, with it, um, they had uh, Ice, Fire and Ice, they had Captain Atom, they had uh, Elongated Man. A lot of, lot of uh, B-list characters yeah. uh, in the DC Universe, or D-list, B-list uh, heroes, allowed to get their shine on, yeah. you know. But they know, they let's, let's throw Batman up in there, because if we do that, 
than Batman to fucking like sell some shit. Everybody wants to know what's up oh, with yeah, Batman. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it made sense. Because it's, they, it's they smart, had characters yeah. like Guy Gardner up in there and it's like his personality with Batman personality just was comedy. You know what <laughs> I mean? It was just like, look, we're not Guy Gardner's like, I'm the cocky motherfucker on the block. Yeah. I can knock you out. And Batman's like, sit your ass down. Yeah. You know, guy's like, what the fuck? Batman's like well, guy is uh, the Green Lantern. <laughs> the Green Lantern. Yeah, in case you guys Batman didn't know. Him, yeah. yeah. Batman knocks him the fuck out. <laughs> and it's just like, what? It has a running joke in the book for yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So that that book served its purpose also. It put humor into the Justice League yeah. in a way that they, like, the success of that book was like, you know what? It's funny. It's action-packed, and it's funny. Yeah. It, it really is. So, you know, Justice League have never been like this. This book over here holds that down. And sometimes you'll be like, what book... What's, what, pur- what purpose does it serve? Yeah. You know, if they're not fighting all the magic motherfuckers or they're over here in outer space or, you know, they're just over in Europe. Well, this, you got to think about selling books also. Yeah. So selling books wise, you got to be like, well, this book is just funny and people like it because it's funny. Yeah. Let's keep it rolling. You know, if we can keep that rolling, that holds down a, a certain avenue of the Mar- of the DC universe, a chunk of the universe yeah. that you weren't even thinking about. The funny aspect of it, but you twist it with the action-packed seriousness yeah, of, yeah, a, of one of the hardcore groups. There. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's that's money. That's and you got to think about these universes from those aspects also. Yeah. Not just necessarily from the aspect of like, well, you know, we're over here on the East Coast, we're on the West Coast. Right. You know, it's just like, well, okay, that's dope too. But what purpose do you fulfill? Yeah. You know. So like I said, having the humor up in there, but and, and being able to, to express that shit yeah. regularly and have. Uh, plot subplots that, that that intertwine behind it and shit, yeah. and have like resolutions. And when they introduce, they have some characters up in there that they some villains that they introduced when they came through. It was like I felt like was was like my god. Like I forget what were they called uh, the the extremists or something like that. Um, they they were extreme. <laughs> it was, it's like they were characters from another dimension. They were coming in to, to come to, coming to conquer the DC universe, right? Yeah. And, and the Justice League International were the ones that had, you know we had to stop them. And they had character like when was this Lord story Havoc, done? Uh, or the Chaos or Dreamer or something like that. Uh, was it done like in the eighties or nineties or was it like I say recently? Like, you know, 90s. I want to say like early nineties, late late eighties, early nineties. And um, what is like one of the one of the characters was some round fat dude who had like uh, tentacles for hair. And yeah. he had like some lokes for glasses and yeah. shit. And he had these tentacles were like super strong, so like he can like whip people around with yeah. the company like I forget I think there was another character too. But it was like I think like oh like 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 five of these dudes. Yeah. And like the combination of them just seemed so unbeatable. It was like my god, I just wanna go pick that shit up again and read it. <laughs> Cause like the artwork uh was was uh it, it it transitioned from I think from Kevin McGuire to Bart Sears. Okay. And Bar Sears has one of those styles that's like very uh, anatomy driven, big, big, burly, yeah, strong yeah. motherfuckers and shit. Uh, heavy blacks and inks, and, but slick. Yeah. So it's just like it's very a, a very fluid line weight and everything, uh, detailed, um, dynamic. It was it was it, very very sick style, dude. Yeah. And with these characters he introduced was very like sick design. It wasn't he it was like it wasn't your typical uh, bad guy designs. Okay. It was a situation. It felt like something new. Something. It felt something like different. something new, but it felt like 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 these are my characters' designs from when I was a kid. Yeah, and I got to you know just be stupid creative. Yeah, and he, he got a fucking flame for the, a head. The man with ice cream hands. You know, like, I mean? you know yeah, you got it's to create like, shit is like that, that. Is that type of dope shit. Yeah, that was but awesome. It, it, it had that type of vibe to it. It just worked. It just, but it's like he got to it's like and I don't even know if they were his you know from back in the day or yeah. what but it was just like it had that original so original flavor on them and drawn in a way that was so hardcore that you, you were just like like I've never, I, I can't believe it yeah. when, you know I, I could I was just like it really made me feel something for them I, I felt scared I was just like like, like I, I don't know if these characters can survive this shit yeah. you know what I mean like like they're just destroying everything like when Godzilla shows up on your set and just tears up the whole pretty much right everything and you'd be like, you're like, get out of my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? And Godzilla's like, fuck your couch. Yeah. You know, these characters had that gravitas. And it's like, it's like, in this book that was humorous, it had that type of action and power, these type of uh, characters that go yeah. against them. Because in the beginning of the book, it was one of those situations where you had, they had to go against um, European uh, sensibility and yeah. the public opinion. 
and the marketing of them being in a uh, superhero group over there getting the approval of the peoples. Okay. So once they worked all that shit out and everything and had to deal with some cases, you know, some uh, issues and everything, yeah. uh, different villains and whatnot, and their own personal issues of being a team. That book was very uh, team-driven drama. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, some this person, Power Girl was up in there and she didn't like, oh, she, she didn't get along with somebody. You know, and, and Bart Sears drew a very strong and big titty, and, yeah. and like you know, strong you know, dominant woman type shit. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, it, it was one of those situations where she didn't put up with shit, uh, and there were other characters who would push buttons. Yeah, you know, uh, I think. Um, but like the Flash would be one of them, pretty much, uh, right? Like he uh, always, you know, that, that those the thing was um Booster Gold. And oh yeah, Boost, fucking Booster Gold always is that shit. Mm. Let's talk about him a little bit because like I've Booster. I don't really know his history that much, but I know some. There's a lot of Booster people Gold who love a, that guy. Booster Gold was a character and, from the future. Yeah, but he was like the sponsored superhero, right? Well, the thing about Booster Gold was this: he comes from the future. He always loves superheroes and everything. Yeah, and then like uh. He got the bright idea because in the future he really wasn't, you know. He's nobody. He's a nobody. He's like, yeah. I, think he was just, I don't, I don't think, think, was he a janitor or something like that? Or just, uh, I think of the janitor in a museum or something. And then he got the bright idea like, yeah, I can, with my knowledge of the, you know, the past, yeah. you know, and my, and my knowledge of the future, you know, and all the future technology at my disposal, I can go back in the past because we got time travel now. Be like the greatest hero of all time. I can be the time. greatest hero of all time. <laughs> So then he, like, you know, gets some shit, you know, uh, he steals one of the um, the Legion of Superheroes flight rings, mm. which allows you to uh, fly, uh, vulnerability, like a force field, translate different languages and everything, uh, breathe in outer space, um, what else, underwater, shoot, like... Damn, it gives you everything, pretty much? It, it, it makes you pretty dope. But, like, it's, it's a, it, Brainiac 5 d- made a dope-ass yeah. fucking protection device, you know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of like... It's a, it's a, it kind of like, seems like the Justice League all rolled into one ring, kind jo- of? In the future, they got that. Yeah. So, in the future, they got that. Yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. from that era. So, he got one of those rings. And, um... But in that, and, in and, that and, future... And, and, and skeets... Which was like a a robot and a flying flying drone. Yeah, I, I who, remember like, that one. Who, who was like a smart computer from the yeah. future who helps him like you know navigate the timeline in the past. So, so in a real quick though, in his future, does the Justice League still um do they still like survive? Are they still the alive? Or or Justice League or like all of that, like superheroes? all the superheroes, superheroes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so he's just like whatever. I'm a nobody here, yeah. but I can go to the past. Yeah, it'd be and just somebody. change that shit. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I, I thought it was like a world where, like, in the future, there was no more heroes no, or whatever. No, no, but... no, 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 no. In the future, okay. they, like Superman, somewhere still old as fuck. Yeah, you know? yeah. But it's like, um, in the future, the Legion of Superheroes are still doing, you know, are still holding it down. But Booster is just a nobody, and he wants yeah. to be somebody. So that's the that's the heart of his character. He's an overambitious character who really, you know, needs to, you know, just accept himself. Okay. So in the past, like he he comes to the past and he's like, yeah, I'm dope. I'm I got powers and I I know on this day a certain villain's gonna be attacking or some yeah. shit. I'm gonna go say what's up, you know. And he goes there and he tries to showboat and try to get uh, <coughs> publicity. Like, look at me, look at me. Yeah. But he, he's he's really not trained to be that dope. He has the weapons and the ambitions, but he ain't got the skills. So he got his ass kicked a lot, you know, and he had to learn humility. Yeah. And so that's the part of his character that people, like, you know, can vibe with. They're just like, you know, he he's like, if I, you know, I can come back and be somebody. I want to yeah. be somebody. Here's my opportunity to be somebody. But, like, given that opportunity, he still fucks up because he needs to just chill the fuck out. Yeah. And be himself, you know. And he is somebody, you know. So instead of trying to be like, you know, look at me and I'm trying to get the pretty girl. I'm trying to, like, you know, uh, be noticed by the superheroes. Yeah. Everybody big me up, put me on a team. Instead of doing all that shit, just, just do what you're supposed to do and be good. Yeah. And at, the, at his heart, he does do those things. And he is that character. And that's the moment when he shines. And everybody's like, Booster's Booster's a real hero. Yeah. He will sacrifice himself. I, I've, I've read some stuff with, with him in it where, like, him and Batman are talking to each other. And it'll be like, Batman's like, you're a better man than I am, you know, like. Stuff like that, but he'll he'll still like grill him, he, like he he makes him seem like he doesn't like him at all. He just talks shit, and then Booster, yeah, and Booster's always like, oh yeah, I'm like the most useless fucking Justice League uh, hero on the roster. Because he's so braggadocious. Yeah, and it's just like like even when I would see him before I started reading about him, I just remember looking at him like ah, oh, it's just some fucking like the loser hero. 
Because right. I remember that's what everybody called him. Like, oh, he's the worst superhero in DC. Right. And then that's what I was just like, well, then why am I going to read this? If he's the fucking worst superhero, but I get it. You get it now? I, and now, yeah. Now I get okay. it. And now I see, like, what you mean. You, because he has yeah, to be selfless to be a superhero. Be, yeah, because yeah, while reading, you know, while reading some of his adventures, he right. does that stuff. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I think it's, what is it, Crisis on Infinite Earths or Countdown to Final Crisis where okay. he dies? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then like Batman's holding, like in the cover, Batman's holding his like body right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And like the impact his death had on everybody yeah. was like, wow. Like yeah. you think it's a character who's just a, think, like, like a nobody, a but he yeah, but he yeah. Impa- his death his death impacted like every freaking yeah. hero on that roster. You know, like yeah. even above and beyond. I was like, wow. Yeah. Like I felt it. I was like, I didn't even know Booster, but damn, dude, like he was loved. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's just the great story, the way they they did it. But yeah, it's it's a it's a character that he's the genuine because he's the genuine character that has a, a history yeah he had, he had his own legacy he comes from someplace and like he, he stood for something and it's like he developed yeah he got a chance to uh grow and be like this is where i'm this is my a this is my b then this is my c yeah. you know and people can like ride with that you can ride or die you know he's like you know what and we saw him like the choices he made yeah. till he died and he'd be like you know what he was legit you know, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. legit. You know, he he's one of those characters like you know he needs he needs somebody to uh, poke fun at him or, yeah, or to right. knock him down a peg or two. Yeah, because he'll get cocky and then when he gets that he gets knocked down. That's when he does the selfless thing and the yeah, right thing. Yeah, and, and they uh, they usually always pair him up with a with Blue Beetle. I want to talk a little bit about him too. Okay, Ted Court. Yeah, because I, I, you know, like I said again, I haven't really read that much about these guys, but yeah. I know you know I've read enough. Old school Blue Beetle or the new school? I, I read the. Beetle. It was the new one. Yeah, I read the new one. They, uh, Robbie, what, uh, no, the new one is uh, Hi, Jaime Reyes or Hi, so some Jaime. kid. Not, makes, not like the new, well, not the newest one. I'm talking about like Ted Core. I know you're talking about. Yeah, back in the day, Ted Core. Yeah, white so, dude. So it was like those two guys. I remember they always said like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle were the two worst. You know, Booster Gold was like the worst, but I remember both of them were like, "Oh, you guys are just useless." Like Batman, no, no. Batman would just talk so much shit because to them, dude. He is a dick. Well, the thing, <laughs> the thing, the thing is, is because it's this almost the same thing. It was like, no, no. Ted Cord was very like, you know, he he was a try hard dude. Yeah. He was a fucking stand up guy. He was a very smart scientist. He uh, had this the the Beetle Scarab uh, icon, but he like didn't use it. He uses his, his scientific technology and his uh. His BB gun, yeah. which was a, a gun that he had that can shoot, uh, what was it, compressed air? Or it, 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 it was something that was non-violent. Like tranquilizer it, kind of? It was, it, it, yeah, I think it was something that was very, like, you know, non-violent but still effective. Yeah. So when he's fighting people, he can, like, knock them out and still not, you know, not hurt them or whatever. They yeah. still be good. Um, but he kicked ass, too. So the thing about those two guys is that Be- Blue Beetle and Booster Gold, the pairing of those two is like it's like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, it's just really great chemistry. <laughs> yeah. So when you put them together, you get that like you know, um, uh, uh, John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd shit, Blues Brother type yeah. shit. Like they're just funny together. So it's just like um, <laughs> Booster goes the guy who be pushing Ted Court or Blue, who pushes the Blue Beetle into these schemes and scams. Like they were gonna do like a real estate uh, hotel thing on an island or whatever. <laughs> what? And like Blue, Booster Go was like, yo, it's just. It's a smart idea. We can do it. I think. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. And Ted was like, what? I don't believe you. Because he's like, you know, ah, but no, nah, nah. he's, he's, he's a straight man. I don't want to do that. We ain't going to do that shit. And Booster's like, we're going to do that shit. Let's do that shit. And so um, I forgot the specifics of the story. But it was just like, I think the things paired out where, like, they, they were setting up their hotel. They were they were getting people to come, vacationers to come. They were getting it to work and everything. Yeah. But I think they like I think the island was on a um, had a live volcano or something on it, and plus was cursed or it was something like some fucked up shit on it, like some other fucked up shit was going on. And at the same time, some villains were attacking. Yeah. It was just some like it was just all the worst shit popping. <laughs> and so like about just when things were starting to go good, and you know, all the the other leaguers were like, you know, all right, you know, we cool or whatever yeah. or, or whatever the fuck it was. Every all hell breaks loose, yeah. and they got to fix all this shit and stop the villains and save the people for the volcano. Yeah. And, and then all the water leaguers are looking at Booster Go and and, um, and um, Blue Beetle like you motherfuckers is on some dumb shit. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like y'all y'all fucked up. You know, y'all, yeah. y'all could have killed these people. Yeah. Y'all doing all this other dumb shit. You know, this you know just you know. And if I if I, they put them on like probation, it just I, I, if I remember correctly, it just it's just like I just remember a bunch of um, sequential events like that. Yeah. So it's funny stuff. It's character developed stuff. It's non-traditional superhero stuff going on, 
mixed with traditional yeah, superhero yeah. stuff, and then like it just evolves into like you know, uh, snowballs into more epic adventures and more epic uh, uh, hurdles to get over as as the book yeah. went on and on. You know, so like so Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Justice League, Europe, you know, all that, all that, it all tied together. If if you're a DC uh, comic book fan and you're yeah. familiar with the, the universe, and you're not you're not just focusing on one book or one character and you touch a little of everybody you, yeah. get, you get the full picture you can put the pieces together and make a beautiful picture you know that's, yeah. what I like. that's why I ride with uh, comics yeah. you know it's hard nowadays everybody be changing up their the universe and I, I, and I know that's one of my biggest things probably repetitive when I say it, like everybody be changing their universes and- well we, we, we talk about it a lot is uh, whether Marvel or DC does it because well, they, they, do. they, both, they both do it a lot but DC is always just seem to be the guys who do it more well, they, what it is, they had a, a for a, for a long time. It was just like you riding, right? They did, then they did a, um, with Infi- Infinite Crisis. No, the Crisis on Inf- no. What is it? Crisis, the first- Crisis on Infinite Earths, yeah. I believe. That's the first time I think that was another like, oh, we got, we got. That was the monitor, anti monitor. Yeah, they got too many units there. Uh, like we got too many. Yeah. And it was like we got too many different parallel universes and too many timelines and stories going on. Like too many different Supermans. Yeah. Too many different, you know, Wonder Woman's and shit, which is the real one. So they're like, we need to go on and, and, and consolidate all that shit. Yeah. Because they acquire a, a bunch of different characters from different public publications, yeah. houses. And put him under DC Universe. That, that's where I saw like Uncle Sam, like going back right, to Uncle Sam. Right, that's where right, you see right, him right. because Shazam, his, Uncle Sam, all the worlds are being destroyed. The, yeah, except for the final like our our DC except Universe, except for the core universe. Yeah, yeah. And so and so, what it is is like you have all that popping off and to, to consolidate down into a main universe. Yeah. And, and then like you know you're like all right you know well this is what we're riding this is what this is what it is and so for the longest time DC did that they just ran with it, and yeah. it which was fine this which was what I was like this is comics. You got one universe, fine. Let's just if ride they it. can this do those the- stories great though, then like you don't really mind them. Like Crisis on Infinite Earths was an awesome story. Mm-hmm. You know, it just was. It was the like how you said the destruction of all those universes, it and just, then right. I believe just Infinite Crisis was when it brought back all the universes. Yeah, it was. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's just a matter for me. It's just like I just wish they would like like if it's a part of the if it's a part of the continuity of the universe yeah then okay right yeah so like like the infinite crisis when they did the first one or crisis on infinite earth it was just like all right cool um too many universes put them into one keep it riding yeah i'm like this is this is what we're doing cool all right then they go and be like you know what we're gonna uh no there are multiple universes and we're gonna put them back out there again there's like this many of them Bloop. and it's like 52 of them bitches okay so this is part of the story. This is what we doing. We gonna keep riding. Yeah. This is continuity. Okay, we'll ride. But when they did shit like Flashpoint, that's when I got. That's when I was just like, I, I was like, no, because yeah. Flashpoint was when they were like, we're gonna take and reset everything. everything. And it's just like it isn't like we're gonna reset it and do it for a little bit, which yeah. is what they did. They didn't say that. They just reset it and was like. This is what we doing. I think they probably had the intention of going long term. They did. But they, they wanted. Since, and that's what it is. That's what they wanted. They wanted to go long term. But it, it only lasted. But it, it was. But it was such a fucking fucked up foobar attempt because yeah. they just changed every. They were like, well, let's, let's make everybody new. This is our chance to fucking make everybody new. Let's put our hands all in the cookie dough. It was and yeah. Add extra chocolate chips and extra nuts and extra marshmallows and extra peanut. Ex too much extra. Their, shit. I think their motto was kind of like. Younger and darker, like every, it was, everybody, it was, everybody it was. had to have it. Like Batman, it worked for Batman. I'm really surprised they had Batman it, it wasn't carrying bad. a rifle and Superman fucking like smacking bitches. Uh, you know, but it was it wasn't only like that <laughs> dramatic kind of change. It was the fact that the prices kind of went up as well. Was, you know, so it was like it was like, am I gonna spend five dollars on fucking another crappy either Wonder Woman, Superman, or Batman story? Well, the idea was we're gonna try to upgrade the the talent, I guess, or the or the, or the core books. It, it, it so seemed like, though, yeah, know, we're gonna have Jim Lee draw this, or we're gonna yeah. have you know uh, this, Dave Finch do this. We're gonna have these characters, artists, and writers on these certain books, and we're gonna charge more. But it's yeah. like they took and they just it's like they just took they took everything. And said, "Fuck your continuity." Yeah, yeah, they didn't change. They like I said before, it was like there's too many universes. Put them in one. Now they're like, you know, we're gonna do more universes. Did, they already exist. Boom. That's still continuity. Flash but when point, it was yeah. it was just like they skipped universes and didn't say we're gonna skip universes for a little bit and come and come back. Yeah. They skipped universes and was like, this is where it is now. Fuck the old shit. 
And then it's like, which means you can never come back to the old shit because now this new this new shit they're doing now is supposed to be them coming back yeah. to the old shit, but they still get to like make revisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's still not the old shit. It's, it's like it's like they skip the universe again. It's like they lost their way in the in the in the parallel well, universe. Well, Flashpoint was their fuck up. And they the, fucked them up. And then rebirth. Them up. Rebirth was their rebirth. Like it, it brought it, them. Per- it just it just rebirthed them. Yeah. In, uh, with with more of the old school sense. They worded it perfectly. But the old it was, school yeah. is gone. So oh like, yeah. It's, it's so like all the con- and that's what, it's like an old school. You're you're, you're never myself. you're never gonna get your Superman with the underwear outside I'll again. I'll never get it. Like, you're, I'll, you're I won't just, get it again. That's just unless, not gonna happen. Unless unless something unless somebody comes in to like a writer and an artist comes in. You know, just be like, you know what? I want to tell a story of him and his underwear. Throws again. it down and, and just throws it down. Do it. And yeah. just do it. Just bring, I just want to bring back that icon. Yeah. I want to bring that back. You know, now I know that DC's uh, uh, legal team will be like, well, we can't be doing certain things now that he had his underwear off. And we can't, we, we you know, in the movies, we got to have it like this. We got to have it like yeah. that. It's just, they have so much legalities on, on what the character can, can't do, what he should, shouldn't do. And they have such big heads up in there running things. It's just like, what they, what they say goes, yeah. You know, and, you know, as a fan, you'd be like, you know, I like the underwear, or some, somebody on Twitter would be like, I don't like the underwear, and they'd be like, oh, people on Twitter don't like it. Yeah, and it's like, no, you fucking with his uniform, son. You fucking with his icon, and if you like, not yeah. gonna make it better, you fucking it up. Yeah. Did they make it better? No. They still tiptoed around it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Him with the belt, without everything, is that I'm cool with that. But the way they did it now, it has like like it's, it's like a diamond in the middle and like some triangles <laughs> on the side or some shit. You showing some bling. It's it's just like I don't know what the fuck. It's Kryptonian just, bling. That's it's what it darker. is. Darker. He has like uh, instead of the red boots, he has like you know dark blue boots yeah. and shit. He has like some some dark blue like hand you know, like some wrist cuffs and shit. It's just yeah yeah they they did. It. I I do like Batman's new suit though. See ba- Batman's new suit. It, Batman's suit is mine. Well, I will say this. I don't like Batman's new bat symbol. Oh, uh, the what is it? Purple? It's, it's it's like it's um no it's it's the um, the yellow outline yeah, of yeah, a yeah, bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purple interior. Of I, the, I of like the that though. Like it, it's it's kind of like a throwback to the, the original. Yellow symbol? Yeah, no, the the, the yellow it's and a, the purple, the glo- uh, the gloves and all that. See, no, see, I, don't, I, I it's not. It, it looks to me, honestly, to me, it looks feminine. Yeah. I didn't like the purple use uh, on it, and I didn't like the the yellow outline of the bat symbol. It yeah. looked very like. It took me a minute to get it. Yeah. You know, because I was like, I was like, he used to have a yellow, like yellow circle around, like a yellow oval yeah. around the bat. But now, now it's just like little. Now, and now they did hug the yellow around the bat itself. And I'm just like, it's just a waste for yeah. mine. It's just a waste of that, of that, of that yellow, that icon. Yeah. And, you know, it's, I understand them trying to throw back or nod to it, but I'm like, it, it bad. I don't fuck with it. <laughs> and I don't know who they designed on it either. I don't know if it was a, I can't know. I don't know if it was a, Greg Capullo or yeah, it was it was Capullo because uh, right before the end of uh, his fifty-two run, yeah. they introduced the new suit. Okay. So yeah, it was, and then the rest of them, the new guys who are just drawing for it, have Hamner. continued to well, do it. Cully, I know Cully Hamner was doing a lot of designs too, because DC will do the thing where they'll have like you know, they'll hire artists. And be oh, like, just yeah. somebody to do it. They'll be like, you know, like well, somebody in the industry. You yeah, may not yeah. know them or whatever, but they, you know, you know artists will be knowing artists. Be like, look, they hire so and so to do the designs for uh, the new designs for Batman or designs for Wonder yeah. Woman or this and that, and they will have the artist on the book. Um, be the one drawing it. or like here's the design for the character draw this shit yeah you know this is the new design for Batman hit this shit up it's like okay so it's not necessarily that the guy who's been drawing, drawing for book. it right, right, yeah right, is gonna right. create it I, I thought like that would've been cool though if Capullo did actually create that it would be cool if it he, would if be he, cool if he didn't did, did, did he or did it, he not I don't know yeah. like, I said, like I said I don't know who did it I just know that yeah. they do have different people do the designs and they'll be like, "Here you go, design, you know, draw this shit." Yeah. Um, and you have to be just ill enough to draw the fuck out of it. You know, but I can draw the hell out of anything. Let me give it to me. That, that would kind of be like I would kind of get mad because if I was drawing for like a certain comic for a while, mm-hmm. and then they gave me like, "All right, this is the new design you draw." I'm like, "What the hell? I don't even get a chance to like draw my own design." Like I'd be like, "Fuck you guys, then." Yeah, son. It ain't like back in the day. Yeah. This is uh, new school, and it's all it's very corporate. Yeah. You know, it just you seems know. like they're trying to do everything fast. Like, all right, we already got this, we got this, so just draw this, and there you go, and well, just pump and they them out. Make it, they want to make it corporate, very streamlined. Be like, yeah. Yeah, everything's accounted for in a corporate lifestyle. Yeah. So they want to be like, you know, who who did that design? He did that design. This is the, this is the design. 
Then everybody draw this design. This is okay, what it looks like yeah. for this year. This is the symbol. Yeah. Make this happen. And everybody does it. And it's like, as a creative, you got to be like, well, fuck. How can I make this look look dope and hot and interesting? Yeah. So you'd be like, I'm a, you know, you know, like Superman symbol. There are certain rules to go along with it. Like, like you, you're not supposed to. Uh, like they give you like a guideline or a rule sheet. Be like, oh, not, I'm sure they you're all not supposed have to draw one. any type of like a molding yeah. to the to the symboling or whatever. Like you know, like you know, some people are like, oh, I'm gonna I'm have Superman like you know flexing his chest yeah. and have the symbol like fall in the gutter of his pecs or something yeah. like that. You can't do that. Nope. Yeah, it, it's how you do it, and you can't do it for the. So now, when you look at a lot of your old school Superman books or yeah. characters and shit. The symbol's always flat. It's all or or, or a bit uh, in a way that it's just like or shadowed in a way where it's just like, you know, it's it's not it's not warped. It's not you can't warp it too much. Now I'm gonna go back and look at all that. You should. That's your that's your guys' homework for tonight. Is <laughs> go back, look at all the Superman issues and like notice. Cause I'm sure like we've haven't noticed a lot of crap in comics yeah. that you know, like how you say. Like now that you bring it up, it's a go good point. Uh, yeah, it's like, whoa. Well, guys, this is the end. We have reached the end, my friend. Um, this is episode 15 of Iron Comics Podcast. You guys can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Listen to us on SoundCloud, Google Play Music, and iTunes. I am Josh Casper, and this is... The Bizarre Mumbo Jumbo, a.k.a. J.J. Kirby. Holler and peace, love, and soul grease. <laughs> All right, something guys. in your life. All right, guys. Read on.